So we are in our series called Words from the Mountain, and we've been looking, this is a famous sermon from Jesus where he's up on the mountain and he's giving his words from heaven down into earth. And what Jesus is doing is calling us to see this ancient message that carries with it relevance. It is not bound by time or by season, but it is always just what we need. And this message is the message about his kingdom. And today, up upon the mountain, Jesus tells you the cure for your anxiety is faith. Now, if you don't do something about your anxiety, it will eventually take you down. And if you're an anxious person, the fact that I said that is even making you more anxious, and you are about to spiral. And I just want to tell you it's going to be okay, because today offers you a way to rest from your anxious mind, a cure for your anxious heart, and the pain anxiety has caused you, and the cure is faith. It's not faith in yourself, though. That's likely the cause of your anxiety. This is about faith in your heavenly Father. Now today Jesus says to you, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I just want to invite you today to come up to the base of the mountain and to look up at your Savior and to sit down on this green pasture underneath the blue skies of heaven and take that much-needed rest that you need from Him. All right, so here's our verses for today. Matthew 6, 25-34. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to your lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today, tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Now, we're going to have six points today. The first point is the crossroads. Second, the faith crisis. Third, the trouble. Fourth, the life well lived. Fifth, the anxiety of God, and sixth, yeah, I said fifth, the anxiety of God, and sixth, 
the good word that cures. So the first point, the crossroads. Jesus is showing you that every single person, every single day, every single moment is coming to a crossroads. And the road often taken is the road of anxiety. But there is another road to take, a better road offered, and that road will lead, that road of faith will lead to a very different immediate outcome and a very different eternal outcome. And this road to anxiety that we often take is a road that leads to depression, to fear, and to hopelessness. But the road of faith will lead to joy, peace, rest, and hope. We saw last week that Jesus is urging us to build up treasures in heaven, not here on the earth. But the reason that we're always building up these treasures on the earth is because we don't actually think that God is going to care for us. And there it is. There is the reason for your anxiety. You don't trust that God will care for you and give you what you need. The command right here, the phrase that says, don't be anxious, do you know it's an imperative? You know what an imperative is? An imperative is a command. So you have right here a command from Jesus not to be anxious. So the picture I want to paint for you is I want you to imagine yourself at this crossroads. One is the crossroads of anxiety, one is the road of anxiety, the other is the road of faith. And here's what you do in the moment where you feel that anxiety coming on, You stop everything that you are doing, drop to your knees at the base of the mountain, and you look up at your Savior. And you look into his face, and what he does is he speaks with authority, commanding you not to be anxious. And then as he commands you not to be anxious, he points you to the road of faith. It's a gracious command. And the fact that you even have an option is proof that God has sought you out, that he loves you, and he wants to be gracious to you. He's offering you a gift, and he's commanding you to open it up. So in love, Jesus is like a lion that is gently roaring right in your face to take the road of faith. Perhaps it's time for you to start going down the road of faith and to stop going down the road of anxiety. And I want you to hear this. Every single time you take the road of anxiety, it is your fault. And every single time you take the road of faith, it is God's fault. This is the paradox of Christianity. The road of anxiety, here's what it does. It causes you to look inward. And you begin to have, you you put your faith in yourself to solve your issues. And all that does is create more anxiety. So you take the road of anxiety. You look inward to fix the things that are causing you anxiety, which piles more anxiety upon you. And it is all your fault. 
The more anxious you are, the more you look inward to fix it, and the more anxious you become. But the road of faith, you take it, and you thank God because it's his fault that you have peace and you have rest and you find yourself praising God. The road of faith leads to more faith and more praise and more rest. But there's something that's very clear to me as I've been digging into this. There's something very clear, and that is that we have a faith crisis in the church today. And I'm going to tell you why. Studies will show, doctors will tell you this, that anxiety leads to depression. And the Bible says the same thing. Proverbs 12, 25, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. What does the Bible say the remedy to anxiety is? Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope fill you with joy and peace in believing. And so as you believe, you're filled with joy and peace so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you might abound in hope. So faith gives you peace, joy, and hope. Anxiety will take you down. And here's why I say we have a faith crisis in America today. Because depression and suicide are at an all-time high. And anxiety is the kernel of depression. Apply enough heat to the circumstances around you and your anxiety will turn into depression, fear, and hopelessness. And I'm not saying that if you are a Christian that you won't be depressed, that there aren't things that you should also be doing. If your doctor is prescribing you medication, perhaps you should take it. Uh, perhaps if your doctor's saying live a healthy life, you should do that. But at the core, your anxiety problem is a result of a faith crisis. Now, I want to show you something and continue to kind of push in on this. Jesus is saying, our verses are saying, that anxiety is caused by a fear of not having food or clothing, the essentials of life. Now, we live in one of the greatest empires there, have, there has ever been. To simply be an American today is to be blessed beyond measure, more so than the majority of people who have ever lived since the beginning of time. You really don't have to worry about food or clothing. My point is that if we are having all of our needs met and we are depressed then it means that we have an incredible faith crisis in America today. In fact, I think what we need to do is to take an honest look, every single one of us, at our anxiety and ask, why is my faith weak? The majority of the world for all of existence has had far less, yet we're worried. And so my challenge today is not for you to feel shame in this, but for you to go on to maturity in faith. If you're a Christian, why is there so much anxiety if you have a heavenly Father who cares for you? Why do you have so little joy, peace, rest, and hope? Because you keep taking the wrong road. You have made God a backup plan by the way, we're in our second point, the faith crisis. 
So here's what you've done in this point. You have made God the backup plan. And you're putting yourself as the one you're trusting in, and God is commanding you to stop making yourself the backup plan, but you keep doing it. And so what you're doing is you're taking this road of anxiety, but you're keeping Christianity in your back pocket, and you're saying, if I need God, I'll call on him. But my plan is me. My plan is I got to make this happen. And your pride is infesting your heart, and it's causing you to say, I got this. And so the call today is to go all in with Christ and stop making him your backup plan. He is the plan. Humanity's only choice away from anxiety, Christ. John 14, 11, do not let your hearts troubled believe in God, believe also in me. That's Jesus talking. Here's another reason why you have all that you need, but you are still anxious. Because Jesus says, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? There is more to you than what you can see, and your soul knows that you need Christ in order to be content. So look at this, Philippians 4.11. Paul says he knows the secret of being content, whether he has a little bit or a lot, like we have today. So you have a lot, and you're anxious because you don't know the secret that Paul knows, which is what is the secret? That he can do all things through Christ who strengthens him. Now, don't mess up that verse. That does not mean that you set a goal and you say, ah, if my faith is strong enough, then I can do this goal. I can meet this goal. Here's what it means. To do all things through Christ who strengthens you means you set a goal, and if you fail at it, you are content because Christ is always enough for you. That's the secret. And so you work hard because you need a raise. But you work hard knowing that God is caring for you. So if you don't get a raise, everything is going to be fine. Because you have a heavenly father who's caring for you way better than your boss could care for you. Way better than your job could care for you. So what happens is you begin to work with rest, not with anxiety. And many of you have no idea what it means to work out of rest. Many of you are working so hard to make money because you think it's going to give you rest, but it will not. There is a way to start rested and then work, and that's what's being offered here. See, you're, you're working and you're going through life with this desperate anxiety to get something you don't have because you think if you finally get it, then you won't be anxious anymore. But all it does is make your life more riddled with anxiety. Work out of rest. And this anxiety that you have, it's not only leading you into depression, but it's leading you into a slow death. Physically speaking, anxiety is horrible for you. It's the silent killer that is screaming on the inside of you. And it's also affecting your loved ones. So studies will show that everyone is born with a certain amount of level to be anxious. Like, you're, you have a capacity for anxiety, and some people have more and some people have less. But what happens is, for children, their anxiety gene or whatever isn't turned on. And as soon as they're in an environment where their parents are anxious, it turns that on, and then their anxiety is turned on. 
Now, if this is true, if this study is true, then your anxiety is actually affecting the people around you. So there is a greater epidemic than the coronavirus. It's anxiety. And the message that Jesus has for you today, the command, is that God is caring for you, so chill. Now, I also don't want you to be misinformed. This isn't saying don't be anxious because once you have faith, everything's going to be awesome. Trouble shows no favoritism. It gives itself to all. So here's our third point, the trouble. Jesus says, don't be anxious about the troubles of tomorrow, for sufficient are the troubles for today. So each day brings troubles on all. But on the road of faith, a man can experience troubles and cry through them while at the same time have hope, peace, rest, and even joy. So you're going to have tears in your life. But joy can remain on the road of faith. There is a hope that you can have through faith that cannot be moved, a rest that is not stolen, and a peace that is not fleeting. And this world will throw waves of pain at you. And it will throw you into the valleys of suffering and into what at times feels like a prison of tears. But in those moments, you have something. A heavenly Father who cares for you. Life in this world is learning to take the road of faith when troubles come. And when you do that, it makes your mind right. It makes your heart right. You begin approaching each situation in a healthier way. Uh, I want to tell you about something called the Stockdale Paradox. So this is named after Admiral Jim Stockdale. He was a war prisoner, him with all the rest of his men. And for many years, he was a war prisoner. And many of his men died. And he was asked in an interview how those who survived did. And he said, that's easy. The people who died were two types. Either they always said, I'm getting out of here tomorrow or I'm getting out of here Christmas, or I'm getting out of here Easter, and tomorrow would come and go, Easter would come and go, Christmas would come and go, and then they would die of a broken heart. He said the other type of people that died are people that never thought they'd get out, so they just gave up and died. He said, but the people that survived are the people that dealt with the brutal facts of what their reality was, but continued to hope that one day they would get out. And those are the people that survive. Now, every single one of you, to walk through the trouble of this life is to be in some sort of prison like these men were. So as your pastor, one of the greatest gifts I can give you is tell you what your reality is. But also point you to the God that you can hope in and give you the tools of faith to be able to handle the troubles that you walk through because they will come. Pain, suffering, and difficulties will make you or break you. And they will only make you if you take the road of faith and they will break you if you take the other road because on that road, 
the weight of it all will continue to grow, and eventually you will find yourself crawling on your hands and knees too weak to get up. You'll be helpless, and you will continue to look inward for something to help you, and it will not come. You need God. And some of you might be crawling right now. Some of you know people who are crawling. Some of you are almost there. And some of you have no idea that you're anxious because you have been anxious your whole life. And this is a normal for you. But no matter what, if you're crawling from the trouble in this world or the trouble has not come yet, here's what's happening. Jesus is offering his hand to you, saying, come with me. You are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Let's take the road of faith. Go to him and take a breath. It's going to be okay. Because you're not alone anymore. See, when he's with you, and you take the road of faith... No matter what stands before you, you will live a life that is well lived. This is our fourth point, a life that is well lived. So when you know that you are cared for, you will do two things. You will seek his kingdom if you know that you're cared for, and you will seek his righteousness if you know that you are cared for, and that will cause you to live a life that is well lived. So let me play this out for you. If you don't think that God is caring for you, what do you have to do? Well, you got to care for yourself. So you got to build your own kingdom. So what begins to happen is you begin building up treasures on the earth that will eventually fade and crumble. You will not think that God is with you. And you will build something that gives you tons and tons of anxiety. And you will keep trying to get out of troubles by building up your own kingdom. Not God's, but your own. But if you know that God is with you, and you realize that there will always be trouble, but he will be caring for you in the midst of the trouble, now you can be free to be faithful to build his kingdom. For the Christian, pain and suffering can't stop you from building God's kingdom. In fact, the pain and suffering might actually make you more productive in building his kingdom. And if you don't take the road of faith, let me tell you what else happens. You don't seek his righteousness. Now, if you will take the road of faith, you seek his righteousness. To seek his righteousness means you, it means a bunch of stuff. But think about this for now. It means that you understand that your right record has been given to you by him. That Christ died in your place and he credited all of his goodness to you. You have a perfect record now. And so what that means is you are no longer scared of punishment. Did you hear that? 1 John 4, 18 there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment, but the one who fears is not made perfect in love. Here's what I'm getting at. If you are experiencing troubles and you haven't taken the road of faith, but you've taken this road of anxiety, here's what's going to happen every time you think of God when troubles come on this road of anxiety. You will think God is punishing you. And so what do you do? Well, you take on this moral improvement project. 
And every time troubles come, you say, I better get myself all fixed up. And you start to spend your whole life trying to fix yourself up, but troubles keep coming because that's what life is like in this world. It's a world full of troubles. So you continue to become self-obsessed about your self-improvement project, constantly turning inward to fix yourself, all the while ignoring the fact that God is offering you grace. So you just become obsessed with yourself. And then you can't do the other side of what it means to seek his righteousness, which means to build his kingdom. You're so focused in on yourself that you can't actually grow because the pain is so much, the trouble is so much, and you think that it is because God is punishing you. But you can't fix that. You need grace. That is always the answer. Now, the road to faith understands that all punishments that you deserve were brought down upon the head of Christ on the cross. Now, he might be disciplining you like a loving father, but that's a different sermon. All right. So we all need more faith. We need to go on to a maturity in faith. So how do we get it? That's the question you should be asking right now. And here's how. This is our fifth point. You've got to look at God's anxiety. Now, that's strange that I just said that because we just have a command from Jesus that we are not to be anxious. So if we're not to be anxious, why is God allowed to be anxious? Well, there's two types of anxiety. There's a good kind and there's a bad kind. There's a good kind that you can have and a bad kind, and there's a good kind that God can have and there's a bad kind. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Now, this is amazing what has just been said. So if you knew Greek and you read this, you would know that the word care actually is translated do not to be anxious for. So, the way to actually read this verse is to say, don't be anxious in the bad way because God is anxious over you in the good way. So, I want to just give you a picture of this. So, um, uh, uh, like a month ago, um, Elise and I were in Texas. I, I was speaking at this conference, and on our way back, we're flying in a plane. And I'm not a big fan of flying. I'm like, okay with it now, uh, but not anymore, really. Because there was a huge storm that was like taking over the entire east. And our plane apparently couldn't get above the clouds. It was that high, that big. And so we're flying through the storm, and our plane is moving all over the place. And I'm, I mean, trying to hold it together. But like at some point, my hand and Lisa's hand are like this, and it's like we're thinking this is the end. I'm over-exaggerating a little bit, but it was terrifying. But you know what's happening behind me? There's a couple of little kids laughing. They're loving it. It's like they're on a ride at Disney. Now, why? Because their kid, the kids are taking their cues from their parents. And if their parents are putting on a brave smile, then they're thinking, this is great. We're okay. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear. I'm just going to enjoy this ride. Now, it's a little different because the parents are putting on a brave face, but the parents might be terrified. But you have a God. You have a God who is in control of all things. 
There are things that are happening that you don't understand, pain and suffering you are walking through, but God has got it under control. There is a way to walk through life like those kids on the plane to some degree. We have a God who says in Isaiah 41, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. And I will strengthen you and help you, and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Then, Jesus' words to us, John 14, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. God is caring for you like an anxious parent, in a good way, taking care of their child. I wonder how many of you are controlled by the troubles of the world. I wonder how many of you have lives that are being ruined by anxiety that is leading to depression, fear, and hopelessness. And I wonder how many of you have people in your life that are being ruined by your anxiety. And I wonder how many of you could be freed from that if you would just take the road of faith. So what will compel you to do it? What will compel you to take the road of faith? I'm going to tell you. Proverbs 12, 25, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Is that overly simplistic, just a good word? You know what the word is that you need? The good news, meaning the word gospel, meaning this word that does give you joy, joyful news. Here's the word that you need to hear. You have a God who is pacing over you in a beautiful way, who is watching over you and caring for you. And he's pacing over you and he makes this decision together with his son and the spirit that Christ the son will come and rescue you. And on the cross, Jesus took on every single reason that you have to be anxious for so that you can ride through life like those kids on the plane. And he took your guilt so that you will know that God is not punishing you when your troubles come. But troubles just come in this world. But you have a father who cares for you. And on the cross, the Son of God dies an orphan so that orphans like us can have a heavenly Father who cares for us. And the perfect Son dies a criminal and is punished in our place so that we can be free of guilt and fear. And look at this. God the Son rose from the grave. That is is someone you can put your faith in, but it's not just that. 
He loves you enough to die for you, but he rose so he's strong enough to get you through the death that is keeping you from the Father. Right now, you have access to the Father through the death and resurrection of Christ. And yet you're sitting here anxious trying to figure it all out on your own. And you have access to the Father in heaven who cares for you. This line that says, tomorrow will be anxious for itself, I'm going to tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean that tomorrow you get to be anxious because when tomorrow comes, the line remains the same. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Anxiety is always deferred to another day. And ultimately is deferred to the day of the cross where Christ takes all the reasons that you have to be anxious and he deals with them all so that you can now have rest and peace and joy and hope. Father, we pray to you that we would know this kind of knowledge and this knowledge would move from our minds into our hearts and echo around so that we might live in such a way that we have a mind and a heart that is being guarded by the peace of Christ. God, make us to live this way. Let us hear your command not to be anxious and know that this isn't a command that we have to follow by mustering up the strength from ourselves, but it's simply taking the road of faith Trusting you that you will meet our needs. And when it doesn't feel like you are, God, we pray that we would hear the good word that we need to hear that would remind us that though this world brings trouble, you bring peace in the midst of it, joy in the midst of it, rest in the midst of it. And God, we pray that we would not be moved by anything but you in your word. The hope of our salvation, your Son, Jesus Christ, who bled, died, and rose. What a wasted life it would be, God, if we were continuing to be anxious when we have a Father in heaven who cares. So teach us to rest in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.